Worldwide is Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. Curtis Quillen joining us now from Channel 6. And Curtis, uh, always a man who gets excited about some high school football. Had some action last night. Going to have some action tonight. And then uh, next uh, Friday... Curtis, I, I need to tee this up with you right away, and we'll have more time to talk about it. But my alma mater, the Kaufman Lions, will square off with La Vega. I saw that matchup uh, come together, and I thought, whoa. Uh, Kaufman knocked off uh, Carter, and uh, it wasn't even a contest. Lions beat them 24 to nothing. Uh, Carter did not get on the scoreboard, and now big bad La Vega and uh, uh, as Aaron Sexton was informing me, that will happen in Corsicana. So, Curtis, if you need someone to kind of show up and represent Channel 6, as long as you'll send me like a Channel 6 shirt or whatever, I'll, I'll represent the station, do some live shots, I'll be ready to go. Matt, I think it's funny that you think I have the power to get you a shirt, man. I barely have the power to get me a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's going to be an awesome game, and that's kind of where I figured that they would wind up playing it. Next Friday night, 7.30, I believe. And I mean, I think La Vega is going to be favored. Sorry to break it to you, but, I mean, this is uh, is going to be – I guess this is going to be the indicator of, you know, what that week – what that round three showdown with Argyle might look like. Yeah, for Kaufman. (laughs) (laughs) I can hear – I can hear Don Hyde texting me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. I'm sure I'm sure Tom's thinking Barfield's thinking Mosley, you got to side. But I have to when it's my alma mater. I mean, I think I'm allowed to pull for the Kaufman Lions, but I do. I'm very respectful of that La Vega program. What a great program it is. Both those teams have been ranked top 10 in the state for a lot of this season. Uh, but you're right, La Vega's going to be favored. So we'll see where this goes. And at Corsicana, fortunately, um, if you're out there in La Vega, uh, you're out there at La Vega High School, you just kind of just jump. I mean, that road will take you right on out there. I mean, it's very convenient, and it'll get you right over to Corsicana, and uh, everything will be just fine, whatever that is, at 84. Just take it right on in there. Okay, uh, or 31, actually, is that highway. Um, Curtis, what do we have tonight, though? What what is uh, what's Channel Six kind of as you kind of load up and you get focused and you send Matt and you send Nikki out. Nikki's I I feel like she's very distracted because every tweet I see from her involves some kind of Taylor Swift thing and there's there's some kind of you know I'm getting too old to monitor really any any of this stuff. There's something going on with like Taylor Swift and Jake Gyllenhaal and maybe she did some song about a relationship that happened a long time ago. I vaguely understand it. But Nikki has been very caught up in this new album. I mean, Nikki Latarulo is the biggest Swifty I know. And I mean that in the nicest way I can possibly say it. I will be honest, you know way more about this than I do. All I know is that Taylor Swift released a new album last night, and I tried to joke with her on Twitter that I was going to need to call her in. Um, let's just say that tweet got zero interactions. I don't think she was all too thrilled with uh, with my my joke there. But you know, this is a this is a really a really fun week in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, it's not I'm not breaking any news. The first round of the playoffs is always kind of the worst of the six 
because you, that's when you have the biggest blowout potential. Because you do have some of these teams who have struggled but are in smaller districts getting in, and then they go get, you know, kind of overpowered is, is the best way to say it in these first-round matchups. And so this week there's actually a lot more really, really good playoff games, especially here locally. Um, our game of the week is uh, Marlin and Bosqueville. And it, I know you're probably sitting there thinking, well, Curtis, that was a 70-something to like 12 game last year. And, yes, that's yeah. right. But Bosqueville loses a lot of experience, and Marlin is not the same Marlin team. Ruben Torres has done a really, really nice job of coming in and starting this rebuild that, or continuing this rebuild that David Haynes started because, I mean, Marlin was in a really bad way going into the 2019 season. And then it, you know, they're in playoff contention late in the 2019 season, year one under David Haynes, year two go to the playoffs. Now Ruben Torres, eight and two coming into the playoffs with a, a team with guys that are getting power five interest and power five offers. And so this is hands down, not the same Marlin team. Uh, the computers have it as a one point game. So needless to say, that was an easy one to go with for our game of the week. But, you know, there's some other games that I think are going to be closer than what you would expect and what computer projections are saying, like Temple Waxahachie. This is a Waxahachie team that was playing some good football late in the season, but had a couple of just, you know, more lopsided results that the computer is taking into account. And, I mean, every computer projection in every sport loves dominance. And so that I think that's kind of overweighing it. Dave Campbell's computer's projections uh, have uh, have Temple favored by 20. That's a little rich for my blood. I do think that this is a better Waxahachie team than a year ago. I also think it's a better Temple team than a year ago. And so if Temple's going to – really kind of assert its place as one of the powers to be in region two and six, day division two, it's going to have to do what the computer expects it to do tonight um, against this Wapsahatchee team. Cause it's not going to get easier from here. Rockwall Heath next week, Cy Parker uh, potentially, you know, going to the Houston area in round three, cause I'm not sure what the Cy Park result was uh, last night, but you know, this is a, that's another really intriguing game to me. And it's not, it, I, don't, I think that one's kind of flying under the radar. All right, um, I, I I love the fact that they like predict in, in high school games that some a, a team is favored by twenty points. I mean that is uh, that's kind of ridiculous. And I, I that's an interesting point that you make because I I've sort of known that Waxahachie program for a long long time. A lot of pride there, and I do think uh, Temple will be okay. But I'm I'm kind of with you. I don't know if that's going to be quite as one sided. By the way, have you been able to eat at any of the restaurants in Marlin? For some reason, as you were as you were describing the action there, I was really I was I was very intrigued by a couple of places in Marlin. Have you gone to the barbecue place in Marlin before? I have not. Uh, I I have okay. Every time I'm in Marlin, it's been for work, and so you know, not much time right. to go uh, to go sit down. There's a there's a whoops boomerang boomerang barbecue, and it, it really has uh, got my attention. Okay, and I've always Lakeview Drive-in is another place uh, out there that always kind of gets my attention. So anyway, I, I got sorry to get distracted there talking to Curtis Quillen from Channel Six about some of these uh, high school games. And Curtis, is there anything else? Is there any other high school game that you need to mention? I mean, y'all do such a great job of kind of uh, accounting for all of this. And you're right. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is there's some games in the Metroplex I've got my eye on tonight. 
Um, one of those is Lake Highlands and South Grand Prairie because some of those matchups feature like a, a one of the best teams from one district, and then you'll get a team that's third or fourth in another district, but but they're still it's a tough district, and and so you do get right. some decent matchups. Is there anything else that comes to mind around the state? You know, I think I think the one around the state. There's so many interesting matchups uh, that just, I mean, you look at 4A Division Two and, like, Gatesville-Carthage is interesting because it, Gatesville has a much better uh, much better team than in years past, and this Carthage team is not the Carthage of old, but at the same time, this is a team that can turn the ball over seven times and win a football game. Um, and so... This is a really interesting Carthage uh, squad. You know, there's some interesting 6A games down where I grew up in uh, San Antonio. Like, you know, you've got uh, San Antonio Reagan at home tonight against San Antonio East Central. And when I was a kid, East Central was just kind of a mediocre ball club. And I grew up 15 minutes from East Central High School. And so seeing the Hornets get back into the playoffs is kind of is kind of cool. You know, locally, I think the next under-the-radar one that I would say is Grosbeck and Whitney because this is a GOAT team, a GOAT program that has not won a playoff game, I think, since 1994. Wow. And this is, it, that's kind of like what you were talking about with you have one team that's a really good team in one district and another team that kind of got overshadowed in another district. And I think yeah. that this one checks all of those boxes because you have a really good Grosbeck team that win eight and two, those two losses to Academy, which is a number two seed tonight in the playoffs, and then to Malakoff, which is a which is the outright district champion over there in District uh, Eight, Three A Division One, and it's you know it's a it's a Malakoff team that's probably going to compete with West for Three A Division One Region Two, but then Whitney, their two district losses came to ten and 0, 10 and 0 West, and then like eight and two Grandview. And so, like, what do you make of of this Whitney team? Is Whitney possibly the best three seed in that region? And because this is the best, in my opinion, this is the best Grosbeck team in the six seasons that I've covered football in this area. And so, if there has ever been a shot for the Goats to snap that really long playoff drought, it's tonight because everybody playing for the Goats this year played last year they finally got were able to get a routine because this is a team that a year ago matt played on every day of the week except sunday so to be able to play entirely on fridays this year and get into the playoffs and now you've got a test against whitney this is their shot this is the best shot they've had to snap that streak in the six years that i've been in this area and that's one that i think is a really interesting game all right i like that I like that. It's funny you say certain names uh, of teams, and I have flashbacks, as I've told you before. Malakoff, I think of Marcus Hornbuckle. That would have been early 90s. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we, it was impossible to stop. And there's probably a Hornbuckle on that roster tonight uh, when Malakoff uh, lines it up. And uh, But we're all going to be spread out across the state tonight. Um, and I know I'm seeing a game, and then, of course, I'm going to be – uh, in one part of the state, then I'll be over another part of the state early tomorrow morning to do some pregame. Let me ask you this: Put on your gambling hat. Uh, five and a half is what uh, is what Baylor's getting at home uh, as a as a road uh, under uh, as a road favorite. Interestingly, Lincoln Riley's not been good uh, against the spread. Six fourteen and one. 
over uh, since he's been with the Sooners in that, in that kind of place. And by the way, this season, Baylor at home, 5-0 and against the spread. The Bears, a really good team, getting 5.5. What do you like uh, who, on, on, with those numbers? Dude, I mean, Matt, you and I could go out and tackle as well as this Oklahoma defense. I mean, this OU defense has so much travel, so much trouble tackling, and that's been apparent in some of these games. And, you know, these run-oriented teams like Kansas really kind of exploit some of that. And so I, what my pick that I made this morning on my podcast, I said Baylor covers the five-and-a-half, Oklahoma wins outright. My reason being is this. We already talked about the Oklahoma defense. I mean, unless Baylor just kind of really focused entirely on the secondary this week, it's got some red flags popping up for me defensively, especially in the secondary. I mean, you get torched by a first-time starting quarterback for 461 yards a week ago, and now you have a pass-heavy offense coming into Waco, one that can pretty much score at will. And at the same time, just like it did against West Virginia, slow it down, kick the field goal where it needs it. I have a lot there's a lot of red flags about what Oklahoma does offensively. Now, if it, this is going to be a game that gets us into a shootout because we already talked about, again, the OU defensive struggle. So Baylor should be able to score a little bit easier, and it's going to be able to run more time off the clock because of how run-oriented the Baylor offense is. But you cannot give Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler, whichever quarterback is in there, you can't give them the ball too many times because typically when Oklahoma has the football, it leads to points, and that's at least – historically under Lincoln Riley. So I, again, I understand. And I agree with you, Lincoln Riley, his Oklahoma Sooners, not very good against the spread, but you know, at the end of the day, it's not the spread that really matters in football, but I'm taking Baylor to cover the five and a half, but Oklahoma to win outright. Yeah. I want you to tell all the people who uh, put all that hard earned money up this weekend that the spread, the spread doesn't matter. (laughs) Curtis, have a great evening. Okay. In the grand we'll, scheme of football. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll, uh, I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Okay. Sounds good, man. I'll see you there. Curtis Quillen. You can see him on uh, Kurt's Corner that he does his, uh, that's where he does a lot of his picks and he does his, uh, um, uh, the, uh, his podcast. I like this kind of stuff. Why can't fans function without threatening? I never understand all this stuff. I guess because I just don't go on any of these boards, so I don't ever see any of these threats. Okay, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and guess who's next? Former head coach of the Sooners and a member of the Big Noon uh, studio team, it is Bob Stoops joins us next. 